It's time for Loud Pipes. The podcast that brings you the best conversations relating to motorcycles, the riding experience, and other motoring adventures. Here are your hosts for this episode, Rich Warfield, Rico Hogan, and John Maracle. Loud Pipes, episode 140. We have some things to figure out this evening. We've got a, a topic we want to ponder in the beginning. And then, of course, we've got some news. A new Triumph, a new KTM. All kinds of things to talk about. What? Brother Hogan, what's going on, man? What what? What's happening, Pimpin'? What what? You have something cold and fizzy in your glass? I do. Tonight. I'm breaking out something new from a local brewery here in A. It's a uh, mischief managed. It's a wine barreled peach pilsner. <laughs> well, so wait a minute. So it's a, a peach pilsner aged in a wine barrel? Basically. Interesting. What kind of wine barrel does it it's, say? It's got, uh, it doesn't say. It just says wine barrel. But uh, it's it's a German style sour ale so it's like one of those sour beers oh i'm i'm not a fan but you enjoy i'm, I'm choking it down <laughs> choke it down my brother it needs a little something i'm not sure what it is though all right let's bring in the third leg to the stool mr crickets how are you john <laughs> you had to be on the pre-show to understand the reference <laughs> or apparently not hello there he is what's hello. up man hey what's happening boys how are you oh i'm hanging in there tonight i thought all the pre-show chat about dirt racing would get you fired up well you threw out the cricket noise so i had to i had to do it if you didn't say crickets i've been okay you had to play along i had to play along yeah the dirt track news yeah man we talked a little dirt track good old times good old history oh. missed the good old missed the good old times Son and I have had some times at the dirt track, but yeah, Kenny's coming down this weekend and we're going to go to the world of outlaw world finals, at least right. for Saturday. What are well, we, what are you, what is finals? What world finals dirt racing, man. You don't know nothing about that. I don't know nothing about no dirt race. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dirt racing is probably, I would say probably some of the best racing to watch. Why is that? You like watching the flat track racing, right? Where they get sideways and they run bar to bar sideways. Uh Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So imagine doing that with like, you know, six, seven hundred horsepower, big blocks, sideways, door to door on a a short track, you know. Is it a bunch of right turns or left turns? Yeah, all left turns. It's a circle track racing. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, it's boring. But, (laughs) But in aspect... That I will not trying to get on topic and get everybody off this. It is like flat track racing where the heat races are only less than 10 laps. And then the main is like maybe 25 to 50 laps and they're done. Yeah. So it's not like. So you've got to go. Nobody's, there's no jockeying, laying back, you know, for points and position. It's go time every lap. Oh, yeah. it's, It's get out and go. You don't sit around. And they wet the tracks down, and then you get mud flying. Oh, 
Get a little dirt in your beer. Mm. Mm. What? Yeah. Goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear that. Eric was just like, you yeah, are weird. <laughs> yeah, I can send pictures. <laughs> Weirdos. <laughs> dirt in your mouth and all of that. Oh, and back in the day, like upstate New York, dirt in your beer, you know, probably a splinter in your butt from the, the bench you were sitting on, if you had a bench at all. Good times. I guess I'll have to be there. <laughs> what was your favorite track up there, Johnny? Do you remember? Um, I mean, when my parents moved and I left high school or college, um, the closest track that we had was Utica Rome. Right. So that was a, that was a good track. Um, and then every year they used to have the major race, up in Fonda, which is north of Syracuse. And that was a good track, too. Yeah, and Syracuse is the big one. Yeah, they had the Syracuse Mile, which I'm not sure if they still run that track, still run that big race there. Maybe middle of the season. I thought the finals used to be up there. Um, yeah. But but I love, I guess, you know, Utica Rome was good, but I kind of like Fonda. Yeah, the closest so. one to us was Five Mile Point. I don't know. It's Fulton. Uh, it might have been Fulton. Fulton Give me a minute. That's yeah. a fairground, right? Uh, Isn't Fulton a fairgrounds type place? Uh, See, now I'm sending uh, you on a fishing expedition. Yeah, yeah. Now you get me on. In fact, it was. Uh, uh, yeah, now you get me on a thing. See, while we're looking it up, Rico, you have to go to YouTube. Do a search for World of Outlaws, Big Block, Modifieds, and just have a gander. Yeah, it was in, uh, it was Fulton Speedway right. up in Fulton, New York. Kenny says the finals are in Oswego now. Oh. But yeah, if we had. Asphalt truck over clay with clay over it. Jeez. Oh. Mm. Yeah, Interesting news, Kenny. Oh. We had lots of fun at Five Mile Point, and Pen Can was the other one we went to a lot. Good you know times. What this remind these cars remind me of. What's that? The Can Ams. The Spider, really? Yeah. Just imagine Can Ams doing this. Side that wave. would be fun. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, I have a surprise topic for you guys. This way you okay. didn't get a chance to prepare. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. So it's it's just a hypothetical question for us and for the listeners. And I I don't have any plans. I've not changed anything, but it's just a hypothetical. Uh-oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, go ahead. <laughs> so I'm just wondering, has the show run its course? Oh, just in general. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I still enjoy it. So the positive is I still enjoy getting together, chatting with you guys and hanging out. But we all know it's been tough, especially weekly. Mm-hmm. So from a production side, that, that's a whole different question. But my I guess my ask is to the listeners is just in general, like, is it time for something new? You know, different show, different format, something. Or 
Does everyone like it? Just keep on keeping on. I'm just curious because we get direct feedback from the clubhouse all the time. And I can't thank them enough for that. But just from the, the general audience, you know, what, is, what do people think? <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, is that enough of a shock? Question for you? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess, I think if, if they're still appreciating what we do and, and can laugh at some of this goofy stuff that we say and do, I guess it, it's still relevant and they, if they sh- and still enjoy it, then why not keep doing it? Fair enough. Yeah. And I guess I just look at, I look towards the future. There's a lot of things I want to do that I always hold off on because I always feel I can't do it to the level that I want to. So that stuff keeps getting punted down the road. So maybe we shouldn't, maybe we should just bring it forward and do whatever we can. That kind of thing. I mean, when we first started this show, I mean, we were, you know, it wasn't perfect, but uh, we did it and eventually it got better. And I think, uh, you know, if we were to start a new venture, then it'll have its same, its same growth. Right. You know, to go through its adolescent stage and become a young teenager, then be an old fart like the rest of us. Yeah. So I guess at 140 episodes, I guess I'm asking, you know, this we would consider this the mature phase. Right. Right. So how, how many, how many years of maturity do you want before you start looking for the sunset? I guess that's really what I'm getting at. I think it's, what is it? Four years now? We passed four. Yep. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Three and a, four and a half, five and <laughs> change it up. Well, like I, I mean, said, why I, not? I, I mean, don't have keep, any definitive keep... plans. I just have a lot of thoughts around it. That's all. Uh-huh. Anyway, that's for another dop- another day. Just wanted to throw that out there, see what anyone thinks, and you know how to reach us. All right. Do you want to talk some news, Brother Hogan and Johnny yeah. Dillon? Hit it. <laughs> well, we missed this one from last week, and... I think this is a pretty big deal. So this is worth kind of its own topic. And that is the closing of Alta Motors. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. So we were excited when Harley Davidson partnered with them and then quickly withdrew. And now the company as a whole appears to be done. So where does that leave us? Bad Harley. <laughs> now, come on now. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, who rides Harleys anyway? I just, <laughs> Bacons and Riches and Steve and Amps. I mean, come on. Although, with these guys. Although with the, the R6 nowadays, the, the deuce hasn't moved in a while, other than oh, up on the lift. Nice. How's the deuce doing, by the way? I'm waiting for parts that should be here tomorrow. So I I took on... Uh, primary oil change, clutch adjustment, transmission oil change. So the fluid's out. I adjusted the clutch, and now I'm just waiting for bolts to put it back together. That's a different topic. That's oh. back in the garage. Yeah, we do that at the garage segment. What a mess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so what? So Harley now has the live wire. We're going to get it next year. And presumably some of that tech was... Maybe developed by Alta, right? So, yeah, 
where does that leave that bike? I mean, is it all Harley's own stuff now? Are they doing kinda, it totally on their own? Like, that's interesting. That's kind of messed up. You know, to to join with a company, take all their their knowledge, and then dump them. It's like a cheap date. <laughs> it's a little bit right. like a sp- like spy work, right? Like, uh, uh, right? You kind of schmooze them and get in bed with them, and then you get what you need, and you're like, ah, you know what? Uh, you know, it's not really my uh, thing. It, it's not you. It's me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, uh, just didn't you know to you know decide to to not offer from the cash they needed to stand up. And they let them die and then buy them out cheap when, you know, well, that's once what they buy them out. They rebadge they rebadge it and yeah. call it their own. That's kind of wrong. Well, that was some speculation that I was reading is that, you know, they just pulled out thinking, okay, this company's not going to make it and we'll just buy up the pieces when they fold. You know, that's kind of devious, but yeah, stranger things happen in business. I'm sure. Um, yeah. Corporate America, baby. What if they like? Uh, what if they went to Tesla? What if they kind of spun off their own little Tesla motorcycle? What do you think about that? I don't think Tesla themselves will ever do it because Elon Musk has a bug up his butt about motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. He he was probably raised in a bubble or something. He thinks they're too dangerous. Well, he's a billionaire, so of course, of course, he's in a bubble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if I had that much money, I'd be in a bubble, too. Heck, yeah. Can't touch me, fool. Can't touch this. But, I mean, Alta themselves made great motorcycles. I mean, they were making huge progress in the off-road races. Yeah. They were crazy. I think they just needed the chance to compete head-to-head with the internal combustion engine. You know, if if we talked about this, I think, John, you and Roger talked about this a lot. Knobby Tire, about... If they created their own separate class for the electric bikes, it's not going to make it. Like, they need to just get in there and race with the existing bikes. In yeah. in the same way that motocross went from two-stroke to four-stroke, they need to just, you know, they put the four-strokes right in there with the two-strokes and let the better bike win. They need to do the same thing with electric. They need to just put them right in on the track, figure out the spec, and let them go. Right. And, you know, as they need to increase horsepower and range, They'll be more amped to do it, right? Yeah. Because they're wanting to win these races and to compete with these bikes through gasoline bikes. And, and why not? It'll just be a win-win. But that's just me. Yeah, I, th- I think we're in the wrong part of the country for electric bikes because I just don't see any. Yeah. I've maybe I seen one in the wild in Charlotte that wasn't like on a demo ride or something, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that little range, that range, man, you know, a hundred miles, that's, that's not enough for a bike ride. Even if it's 200, then you have the recharge problem. Yeah. It's like, so you've done 200 miles. And, and now you got to wait for however long they, they take to charge on the regular, right. you know, 15 amp, 20 amp outlet, whatever, man. It's like, uh-uh, I got eight hours to sit here. To my Even if it's 30 minutes, look, look at John. What, what do you stop for John? About eight minutes. Mm, 15 <laughs> you see john on electric bike not he'd light that thing on fire right 15, 20 minutes actually i don't remember who i was talking with was it roger we were talking with 
Somebody. Dang it. I can't remember who I was talking with. About electric charging? About electric vehicles in general and how they figure in about 20 years it's all going to be electric. It just seems so, feels so far away at this point, though. You think they'll have electric, the electric uh, charging station at gas stations? I we hope can, so. I mean, just think, you know, if you can go to any gas station and try to, instead of trying to find a charging center, you know, in your route or trying to map your route around these charging stations, what if they were just at a gas station? Yeah, they're just everywhere. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that you can solar uh, power it. I think it was with Chad in Texas and his buddy that works in an oil field. And I think how it actually comes out, I think that's where we're talking. And Chad, you can give me feedback on this and we'll talk about it next show because I can't remember. I actually think he was talking about how he thinks it's going to be 20 years. That's too long. As long as electric oil, oil is going to oil is going to be the gas is going to be replaced by all electric. It's all going to be electric. Because we sucked up all the oil in the planet, no, and now we're on a, way now, more oil than that. Yeah, and then we're on the, the the world's on some strange wobble because we sucked all the oil out of it. I I don't remember. They're just talking about um, how it's going to take. Oh, he was just saying how it's going to replace it. So, well, well, here's here's a pivot to watch for. The energy companies, as they call themselves now, they don't call themselves oil companies when they make a bigger shift to electrification, that'll be a signal. So when you have like Exxon or Shell or someone like that, who starts laying down electric infrastructure and things like that, then you know that the shift is underway. But I think right now, like uh, a good example of infrastructure is um, quick trip gas stations here in Charlotte. In the last year, They've probably built a dozen of them across the city. Brand mm-hmm. new gas stations, convenience store combinations in places where there were previously no gas stations. Mm-hmm. So you can't tell me that we're continuing to build out that infrastructure and that it's all going to go away in a short period of time, at least 20 years. I don't see gas being completely replaced. I maybe in fifty years, if they run yeah, out, I then they're, I, I don't still. Can't. Yeah, it's just that's almost impossible with all these cars we have on the planet. Yeah, yeah I mean, it'll be nice to balance it out where you see more electric cars and bikes and stuff to you know make it an, uh, an even playing field for both. And then you have hydro and all the other ones that want to play in this too. So yeah. they're just they just need to pick up the pace and start ramping up. But as a consumer, I don't want, you know, even though, you know, you're not going to drive 300 miles on every drive that you do. A lot of the things are just to the grocery store to pick up yeah. kids or whatever. So these, these little small runs is what you're doing. So you're not going to do a full 300 miles. It's just nice. We've just been trained for so long. Once we fill up our tank, we're going to gonna have go all 300 miles. Yeah. yeah. You know, we, we put $50 in the tank. It's going to last us 300 some miles. And then we want to put anything else into it. And that might you take know, we ha- a week or two to use yeah. up. Yeah. See, I, so think, same. I think that's a mindset, Rico. I think you're kind of hitting on something. We're just not used to the replenishment cycle. 
mm-hmm. right? Because we only use, I think any electric car made today would service certainly my needs. It, it would service what I do every day without charging and probably a few days. Right. So instead of going to the gas station once a week, I need to go every three days and it's at home. Plug it in. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think you're you're spot on there, Hogan. It's definitely a mind shift. It is. And like you said, infrastructure gets there. The other thing is 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 if manufacturers, especially on bikes, if they make it so that batteries can be swapped. So instead of getting gas and waiting for it to charge, there's a battery sitting there. You yank out the battery and you pull the one in. And I know that's gotta make everybody go across the board with the same battery. And same type of tech to chart or change, you know, battery and connector. But that's one way you could get across the infrastructure and just have it done. Yeah, I think that's just going to come down to standardizing, standardizing the whole thing when it comes down to batteries for all the cars that we're building or will build mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. are electric. It's just like with the Internet, we had all these different protocols, you know, all these different ways to to set up networks and stuff. And eventually it all came together with. TCP IP and everything. So eventually everybody will get on board and produce yeah. the ultimate, you know, there'll be package. A, there'll be a winner, right, in the battery world, and that's right. what everyone will use. Right. So I mean it maybe you get there. Maybe it doesn't. It's a wait and see. Cool. Well, we will be watching. In the meantime, I'm gonna cut through all this electric talk with something KTM calls the scalpel. Uh-huh. You like that one? <laughs> Scalpel, huh? Uh, so KTM is pretty well known for their singles and their twins. Obviously on the dirt bike side and even on the road bike side, they have uh, things like the 390, the RC390, and they have their smaller uh, bikes that use that engine. And then on the big, big, big end, you have like your 1290, your big adventure bike, the Super Duke, things like that. So now they have a little something in the middle called the 790 Duke. So it's also a twin, but it's a parallel twin, not a V. And they're calling it the scalpel due to the weight, the precision, and it still makes quite a bit of power. So we're still talking about 150 horsepower out of uh, just under 800 cc parallel twin. What do you think of that, Hogan? You like the, well, first of all, let me start here. You like the Duke? Naked? I, you know what? I, I, I like the bike. I really do. And it looks like a transformer as it as you look at it. You know, it does. I'm just waiting for it to go. Yeah. The headlight is love it or hate it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of Bumblebee. So that's I think that's part of it. But uh, yeah, actually, I saw a bunch of these uh, naked bikes. Uh, not a bunch, but maybe four or five of them yesterday. I was out there tearing up the, the backcountry roads and I was like, oh man, the joy to be to be in my twenties and burning up the roads like they are. <laughs> and it was it was you know, it was like it was like it was cool, you know. You know, they're 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 doing their thing. They're they all had this, the same type of bikes and they were just out carving it up. It was great it to see it. And um and it, and it it took me back. You know, it took me back to these these KTMs and I was just like, you know what, if I were to get one of those style bikes, which one would it be? And, I, and, you know, and surprisingly, you know, we're talking about this today, it would probably be a KTM because for whatever reason, this bike, it's, uh, 
You'd be on a Super Duke R. Yeah, for sure. But still, it would be a KTM. You know, just because it's it's it's, it's cool, and I think it it gives you the best of both worlds. And yep. um, it's it, it's muscular for some reason. I don't know. It's it's just, it's it's adrenaline or something. I don't know. And now yeah, I wonder if that's going to translate to the 790 because you know, obviously, I have a Harley. I like the V twin. I really like the sound and the idea of their big 1290 but is that same passion going to translate to a parallel twin mm-hmm. don't know you know i think it comes going to come down to you riding it and that style of riding and the way it feels and sitting and feeling like you're on the front wheel as you ride i mean there's a whole different dynamic when you ride this style style bike yeah so you know if you're comfortable with that then you'll enjoy it if not you won't well, let's see. We have good suspension on here. They've got their uh, WP upside down on the front, 43 mil, and their WP shock in the rear with preload adjuster. And the front fork, one of the knocks I'm hearing is that they are not adjustable. So looking at the price point, some people are kind of like, mm, you know, is that a miss um, in, in this segment when, you know, something like... I don't know if if Yamaha's uh, Tracer 900 lines up directly with this, but that has adjustable forks. Yeah, but how how often are you adjusting the forks if you're not really doing any serious riding with these things? Well, if you know what you're doing, you adjust them all the time. <laughs> well, even though I mean, once you once you leave the showroom floor, hopefully they've adjusted the bike for you anyway. Hopefully, so yes. it's set for you, right. your weight, your everything. Right. Um, so there shouldn't be any real reason to touch it unless you're just goofing around with it, just to see what you can do, see the yeah. field. Until you start pushing it or you load it up, then, of course, you need a little more preload in the back and things like that. But, yeah, understood. If, if it's set up for you initially, you shouldn't have to touch it. But my point is these forks are not adjustable. So if it's not for you, too bad. Then, yeah. Or change the you fluid, just maybe check, you change the forks all together and put your own. Uh, see, now you're in a price range of a whole nother bike. <laughs> well, yeah, but just think if you want, if you wanted to take, or if you're, you know, you're about to get rid of it or you just want to change it up, you could probably strip it down, turn it into something else. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Options. I don't know. I just, I think, uh, this is kind of in the middle range of the naked bikes, you know, it's not a small one and it's not the rip snorting monster. It's kind of in the middle. And I think price is important and features are important to the, to the buyer. What's the price of it, Rich? You know, I'm scrambling for that. I don't know if it's out there yet. <laughs> it might be, but I'm, I don't have it at my fingertips. Yeah. I don't see it either. The part I was reading is that it was going to be probably more than the Japanese brands, but it would be in line with, with the premium European brands. Uh, what would you put with this? Oh, I guess a monster, maybe Ducati monster. Yeah. The six, was it six seventy, six eighty, whatever that middle, middle one is. Yeah. Six. So there's a six ninety five. There's an eight something. And then there's the 1200. Probably in a 600 range, I would say. I mean, it's got to be twelve grand, right? All day. Yeah, easy. 
So the Duke is up in the 16s, 16 to 18. Mm-hmm. If you get the Super Duke R, I think that one's over 20. Definitely more more money at that point. But I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. And I'm, me, I'm, I'm all about the sound, the feel, and the character of the bike. So I don't know if that parallel is going to translate the same way a V-twin does, you know, regardless of the size. So like you said, Hogan, we'll have to ride it. Yeah, right. Um, Super Duke R, I'm just looking for a comparison. Let me see if I can get to the old price on this one. This Google it. I'm... Well, I'm on KTM site. You would think that would give you the you business, would think right? Give that to you, but no, you got to Google that mess. You got to Google that nonsense. Well, speaking of naked bikes, I did look at a a Ducati today. Now, now, don't hate on me, Rico, but I did look at a Ducati. I'm not gonna hate you, baby. And I looked at it. I mean, I I looked at it like, you know what I mean? Like, that look. How you doing? Yeah, like, like how, how you doing? doing? <laughs> <laughs> And what did you find there, Rich? <laughs> well, down at Motorcycles of Charlotte, they have a, a 2014 1200S used for 11500 And it's only got about 10,000 miles on it. But this is the beauty. It's got the beautiful gold Olins in the front, the Brembo monoblocks, the Olin shock in the back. So it's got... the Fully upgraded, fully adjustable suspension, all the electronics. Mm, I was really giving that thing the side eye. (laughs) (laughs) So I I went down there to look at a bike we'll probably talk about in a minute, which was is the Triumph uh, 1200 Scrambler, but they're not going to be in dealerships for a while, so they did not have any. So. I've done some Googling, and it looks like they're saying the 2019, 2019 KTM 790 is should sell as much as 10000 Only ten grand, Okay. Because I was looking at the 690, and the 690 is about 8900 I think is what I came up with. And the 690 is a single, correct? Uh... So I think that's the difference. I think the 690 is a single cylinder. Yeah, so 9000 9, for the 690. So yeah, what you'd say, 12 rich? I was thinking 12. I'd say that's a pretty good number. Yeah, the 690 is a single. There's a 390 Duke. Actually, there's a little 125 too, but why bother? Right. I guess so, that's for other markets. Cycle World is saying that they're saying as much as 10k for it all right and did you happen to find a price on the super duke r because that's the one rico will get which one 177 horsepower which one is it the 1290 (laughs) yeah they call it the super duke r the beast 18 18 18 that's it so the, the GT, they ask over 20 for that. And that's not much different than the Super Duke. That's crazy. Okay. 
Hogan just needs to go take that Indian trade in and then get the support bucket again. Ooh, hold down there. Hold on. Yeah, come on. Get something that can keep up with me, will you? Oh, oh right. while, while we're yeah. talking about that, hey, Hogan, were you up? Were you uh, a couple weekends ago? Were you up in North Carolina area at all riding around? Mm, nope. Okay. Wait a minute. Nope. No. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> because I did, I did go to. Um, I did go to Sierra Nevada, so but that was with Rich, so Yeah, that was with Rich. It was like or was it that no No, it wasn't that weekend, it was like some following weekend. Like a couple weekends later. Matthew was on his way down to Carowinds and he was around someplace and he saw an Indian roadmaster and he says, Was Reek I think I saw Rico? I'm like, Ah, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, that's the same day that we were at Carowinds. Right? No, it was, in the, it was the following day. Oh, the following day. Okay. Yeah. I was probably out riding that day. Were you on a Roadmaster? Nope, not this time. No. You know, sometimes I do, but not this time. All right. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Any, Sidetrack. Anything you want to add, Johnny, about the 790 Duke? What do you think about it in terms of, I know a lot of the guys you ride with up there have naked or sport bikes. What do you, how's this compare? Oh, they love the MT-10. Oh yeah, there's well, that's a beast it, though. Now see, is there one, two? Is there three people I know? Four people I know that have MT10s, and it's a beast. But the gas goes right straight through that thing. Oh, I'm sure. But they love that thing. Um, I, I think it's in a cool market. I think it's in the middle market, trying to get in there with the with the uh, you know middle class somebody that can run around. You want a fun light bike that you can go tear up the car- canyons with and have fun. Yep. So I like it. I just like I said, I got to hear it and ride it and feel that fill out that engine because I likes me a V. Now you you're going to hit the you're going to talk about the Triumph next, there, Rich. Triumph, yeah. I think we want to jump on to the twelve hundred Scrambler. If well, we're hang done, on. Right? I want, yeah, yeah. I want to do something first. Though. A little sidetrack, going down this little rabbit hole from our clubhouse. And uh, who was it? Was it um, uh, what's his dot dot dub 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 dum? What's his name? Tony. 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 Remember T? Tony? Tony T was up talking about the triumphs. Remember looking at the triumph site and looking at that new triumph that came out. That article. And they found out it was Jay Webster's bike. Yeah. Oh, the video he was watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's watching some video. And it, was, it was Justin's bike. Some some guy <laughs> made this. Um, I mean, like a spoof video for all practical purposes, just said, hey, here's all the new Triumph bikes from this year. And they were all customs. And one of them was was Jay Webster's Triumph in there. And it was funny. He's like, oh, I was Googling over this bike. And it's like, oh, that thing is awesome. And then he realized, hey, I know what bike that is. <laughs> That's not coming from Triumph. <laughs> yeah, he thought it was coming from Triumph when it really wasn't. So, yeah. So I thought I had a side note with that. All right. All right, let's talk about this 1290 Scrambler. Well, someone who I know is probably really excited about this, and I think he's on a live stream, A1 Brother Bacon. The 1200 Scrambler now from Triumph is just awesome looking. I'm, I'm going to start there. I'm going to start visually. The, the look of this thing, I think, is absolutely perfect for a Scrambler. And the fact that they have an up-spec version that's got, you know, upgraded suspension and brakes and everything on it. Oh, that is just too cool. So I want to start visually. And Johnny, since you've transitioned, what do you think? 
It looks cool. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, mm. I'm just trying to figure it out. Going to be a little hard to put saddlebags on with the exhaust sitting on the side, though. Ah, for, for Brother Bacon. Saddlebag, schmattlebag. Uh, I guess I guess it'll be, uh, you know, I guess you'll have to have a trailer to go behind his ADV bike when that's, we go to Alaska. That's what Amp is for. He's going to get the GS. He can carry all the stuff. Oh, is that what's going to happen? All right. Yeah, he's going to take a page out of my book. <laughs> oh, he's going to take a page out of your book. All right. All right. I mean, it looks cool. It looks, you know, <laughs> copying the scrambler bike stuff. It looks a pretty cool bike. Yeah. Now, now, did you see this in person? No, they didn't have any, and they're they're not expecting them until spring, so it'd be a while before I could see one. Well, uh, it's going to be a little hard, because I was going to say, you know, you see pictures, how good does it look in real life? Yeah. Well, to give it a little plug for Motorcycles of Charlotte, in two weeks, they have their, I think it's their fourth annual ADV ride coming up. So you can go down there as, as a demo ride and ride a bunch of ADV bikes back-to-back from BMW, Ducati, Triumph, and I'm missing one. I don't know. Take that out of a Ural. I don't know. <laughs> are they going to run Zeros as well? Because I know there are Zero dealership. Do you want to let Zeros go out too? Uh, they have in the past, but I think they're kind of getting away from those, to be honest. Because no. I didn't oh. see any down there today. Oh? Yeah. Are you going to go down and ride some, Rich? I may. Yeah, I think I'm around that day, so I might go down there and see if I can ride a couple. Of course, I I love the, the S1000XR, even though it's not a true, it's not what you would think is an ADV bike, maybe more of a sport ADV bike. But I'd like to ride that one again, for sure. So I don't know. That's... That's looking at that seat in the twelve hundred doesn't look very comfortable. Flat seat, man. Flat seat. Okay. All right. That speaks more to its off-road cred. All right. Well, then I'll let it go. <laughs> what do you think, Hogan? You've had a minute to look at it. Uh not your thing. Mm. Oh, are you gonna crawl in the camp with John? I didn't crawl in a camp. I'm not in no camp. I'm just. I mean, it's okay. I'll leave it at that. It's okay. The green, flat, matte green color with the white stripe is kind of cool. And I don't know. <laughs> okay. So, t- so two thumbs down, and I'm over the moon for it. I'm giving it. I'm not giving a thumbs up or thumbs down. The the thing that I, that put me in the middle, it has a brown seat. All right. Well, 81 foot-pounds of torque. So you've got that. The horsepower does peak at a little bit higher, about 89. This is a 1,200cc engine. And for your off-road cred, again, they do have a 21-inch laced front wheel. So you definitely, definitely got your off-road feel to it, but... I just like on the uh, XC model, like I said, you can get, it looks like uh, Olin's piggyback shocks on the back, and you yeah, also get sweet. the forks and the big brakes. This thing ought yeah. to be a blast to ride. Should be. And I think I think Triumph's twins, parallel twins, for whatever reason, I like those. You know, when I rode the, the bobber that they had there, 
that was a ton of fun. That engine had so much character. The Bonneville? Yeah. The Bonneville. I like the Bonneville. Yeah. I like the Bonneville Barber. I, I, I got to admit, I like that in the Thornton. Those are my two bikes. The Thruxton? If I were to get a Triumph. The yeah, Thurston. Yeah. <laughs> I would get those two. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Brother Bacon says they have a pannier system, too. So you do have luggage, John. Take that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. I'm glad he's done all that research. I well, I don't see Bacon doing this. He he wants more of the the ADV. full running ADV bike. You know, he doesn't want scrambler, dirt bike, dual sport, anything. You know, he wants more of the big adventure bike. Oh, hey, uh, on a side note, talking about Brother Bacon, sidetrack rabbit hole. Yeah. Next time we talk to him, ask about his new riding style. What? Wait, what? He came yeah, up with a new right. riding style. Uh, uh, new one on his on the diner. Yeah, ask him. We, ask, ask him about it next one time. Do we need him to call in for this? Is his butt cheeks hanging out or something? Hey, I'm just gonna let it go because him and I <laughs> I came up with a new one the other day for him. Because you know, you know, on the trip because he wears eating. chaps, so I can just just picture bacon doing something crazy like that. <laughs> Rich, remember going up to Gaysburg? We did. He was doing ADV. Yes, he was. All right, he's got a new one. Oh no! One one can only imagine. Yep, yep. Well, since you're, since you're good with Google, John, I don't see pricing for this yet. Do you happen to know? Oh, you want me to go find pricing? All right, give me a few minutes here. Yeah. Um, this thing's got some tech too, brother Hogan. What? It's got a tech? full full TFT multifunctional instrument display, digital speedo, tack, trip gear indicator. And has rider modes, which include rain, road, sport, off-road, has an off-road pro, and one that's rider customizable. You know what? Now all, that don't mean, all that don't mean nothing when your legs are sizzling. <laughs> I know, when you're inside, your thighs on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it don't mean nothing. <laughs> uh, it's a little that heavy, though. Is- yeah, that pipe is a little too close to your leg for yours and your passenger. That's got to be uncomfortable. I'm sorry. It's dry weight. It's 456. So I think don't fu- care. fueled and ready to ride, this is going to be over 500. Yeah, it's a heavy pipe. Yeah. And if it's burning my leg, I don't want nothing to do with it. Don't I'm care. Sorry. Not interested. Well, it has those shields on it. You're not going to feel the heat. Big deal. You're the not going to feel, feel it. that. Are you, do you know how hot those pipes get? You're not going to feel it. Jeez. You gonna be ripping out through the woods? Bah, bah, bah. It won't be on that bad boy. <laughs> uh, well, we will ride it and see. And I would, I want to, I gotta find the date for this Triumph thing or this uh, ADB demo because I don't want to. Sixteenth. Meet people straight. It is the sixteenth. I'm ninety nine percent sure. Well, that would be next Saturday, right? That would be it, my friend. What do you think of that headlight? Like I like half it. Half moon with little eyes. I like it. It's modern, modern look. I'm digging it. You don't, you don't like it, or you just? I mean, it's squinting? it's so it's all right, I guess. Yeah, it's cool, innovative, gets the kids going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't really don't like Triumph's website. Yeah. 
I don't like but, this going from page to page. Like, just give give me all the stuff on one page. And the other thing is, this thing really is it drop worthy? Oh, good point. It's a little pretty to be dropping, isn't it? Right. Mm-hmm. I think you're right with the color. The white tank with the green stripe. That's the business. Yeah. All day, every day. You mean the green tank with the white stripe? I'm looking at a white one with a green stripe. I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about, Willis? Mm-mm, all the way around. I think you're glad. Oh, that one. Backwards. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I see you. Yeah, the two guys pretending like they were out riding in the dirt. Yeah. yeah. I think you have Wendy's glasses on. You might want to change them. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> now I see what you're looking at, Sweet Cheeks. <laughs> all right, baby. Thank you. <laughs> well, speaking of Sweet Cheeks, I got um, base layer for my leathers. What? So I ordered, so part of my wrenching is I ordered up a set of bolts for the primary cover because they were all stripped out, which is a whole other story. But I ordered them, and while I was on <laughs> JP Cycles, JP Cycles, they had the Dainese, is that how you say it? They had their decor arrow something or other base layer, and it was like 40% off, so I bought it. Right. So that came to the other day. How, how'd you look in it? Like a sausage. Daddy boy. So. <laughs> but the pants are pretty comfortable. I, I do probably need to lose just a few pounds to really make them fit. So that's kind of motivation. But the, but the pants are crazy comfortable. Nice. Next time I go riding, I'm going to wear them out. Are you ready for price? Hit us. Triumph Scrambler 1200. How much? No price. Has been released yet. <laughs> what? Thanks, John. But, but <laughs> he found it. He found the it. bike will be going up against the Ducati Scramble 1100 range. Will start at about fourteen thousand. Fourteen? I imagine the XE is going to be more than that, though. Well, I'm just saying that's what they're going up against is the Ducati Scrambler 1100. So right around where that range is. All right, all right. And it's supposed to be at like. Which is starting... Supposed to be at where? ICMA. ICMA. Oh, okay. Coming up. Next week. Oh, next week. Well, we'll have a lot to talk about next week then. Yeah. If we don't have an interview or something. That is right. All right. Cool, cool. What's next on the hit list for tonight? Next on the hit list. Well, I really only had one other little ditty. And let me see. Do you remember who sent this to us? This was sent to us on Facebook. No, that was in our clubhouse. No, it was not. Hold on. I'll get it. I'll get it. You boys stop fighting. But the the article is, the interesting thing is, in Australia, they're looking at electric vehicles being allowed to drive at higher speeds than gas cars. Yeah, I like that idea. Which well, who wants to go to Australia to do that? And now, but wait, here's the funny thing is, um, this came from Zach in the clubhouse, or no, I'm sorry, Zach on Facebook. Yep, yep um, that's okay. It's funny when he sent it, I read it word for word, and my mind immediately translated that to autonomous vehicles, and I was kind of getting all bent out of shape, and then I thought, well, yeah, it makes sense autonomous vehicles, whatever, once the systems are worked out, 
in theory should be safer. They can go on about their way in higher mm-hmm. speeds and thinking about the movie I robot and all that stuff. And, and then I looked at it again. I was like, ah, shoot, it does not say autonomous. It just says electric vehicles. <laughs> so I don't and know. I don't what do you think about that? Yeah. I don't know if I want my car driving itself going crazy fast. I'm sorry. Not, not in today's technology when no, it comes to that. Not at all. At all. Mm-mm. Not at all. Nope. Yeah. It seems like this is a reward or quote unquote incentive uh, for electric car owners, but would that entice you to buy an electric car? That's where they're most inefficient when you run them up at speed. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, not interested. Because I, th- I think, yeah, because the, the, for me, if I were to purchase an electric vehicle, just like you said, I'm not going to, you know, once I get the, the kicks out of, you know, just taking off at the light and just being pushed back in my seat. Once you get over that, then you're just going to drive it chill you know you're just going to be cruising with it because you don't want to burn it up i would imagine especially if you're going on long road trips you you know you're going into town like from in atlanta you're going through traffic and you're going to be sitting in light and all that and and you don't want to be burning up your battery being stuck like again this goes back to your range anxiety until you know how far your car can go on a charge then you'll 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 have your your times that you want to play with it. That's I right. That's what I'm getting at. That's right. So, <laughs> all right. What do you think, John? Yeah. Is that an incentive for you, or I don't think you even care about electric vehicles, do you? Nope. <laughs> I saw I saw one of the new. Uh, I love it. <laughs> three model model threes in downtown Atlanta. That thing is ugly, isn't it? It is, but you they know, really it's still cool. It's they, still cool. It's, no, it's, it's not. a Tesla. It's it's still a Tesla, and it's electric, and it's it, it has that cool factor. The yeah. nose is tacky. The thing's too far off the ground. It looks like it's an off road vehicle. That's you can get the adjustable suspension, it's right? It's just that. Uh, nope. And you know you what? Rather ha- I would All rather these have people running around with your little Model Three with the badges off of it, you're not fooling anybody. It's not a Model right. S. Okay, leave the damn stickers on it. I know, right? Just tell the truth. <laughs> I'm off the soapbox. <laughs> Everyone I see in Charlotte, they've removed all the badging. Wow. Every single Model 3 I've seen. It's what like, you're not fooling anybody. It's like buying a 325i and taking the badge off. Everyone it's knows you got a 325. Come on. It's not an M3. Come on now. We know. <laughs> People that like have an it, M3 don't take the badges off. I'm just saying. That's, I'm just saying. <laughs> all right. Damn, <laughs> two soap boxes. <laughs> Get that thing out of here. You know. <laughs> all right should we thank some people yeah let's, let's do it that's what we do they are the best they are they we, are we need to take a minute and thank the people who continue to make this show possible and of course we do that by thanking the writers of loud pipes for their continued support and a reminder our monthly hangout is coming up on the 14th johnny john keep me straight i think that's what you have a set for of november all right, let's thank first five, Marcus, Rickard, Edward, Jebby, and Zion. Thank you, fellas. Slack pack would be Chuck, Nobby Tire, Old Man Slacker, Sir Mike, and Squatchy Pete. Barbershop would be Chad, Steven, and Jacob. And then we have the big group. Steve, Micah, Kenny, Dangerous Dave, James, Bronco Ride, Rich, Joe, Sean, and Tony. 
that makes up our riders group. We have Darren, the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast. Jared and Kale are the insiders. Becoming a member of this group is very easy. Just visit lobpipes.net slash donate. Keep the show going. We know everyone wants to keep it going, so go on and check out that site. Easy peasy, baby. Easy peasy. Easy on the squeezy. Easy. U-turn topics. What? I got two quick U-turns, and then maybe we'll talk about some wrenching before we shut it down. Okay. I just wanted to do one little circle back for Johnny John. Spider Silk. Million Mile Miracle. Anything else from your big trip you want to talk about? Now that you've had another week to soak it in and get used to home life, sleep in your own bed. Get all those. To think. I thought there was going to be something, but I don't remember what it was now. Get you a little nay nay. Or maybe a lot of nay nay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about nay nay. <laughs> I know she was rubbing that booty for you, baby trying to think is there anything else i don't think there's anything else do you guys have anything else you want to ask discuss i want to know what the next one is the next what what west coast trip when's your next big trip my next big trip how big are you talking how big (laughs) how big does it get i know well are you talking like Like a docious this guy is another (laughs) ocean ocean trip are you talking about any trip in the general over a thousand miles is that gonna uh, be that, like Sunday or? <laughs> it's probably next weekend. <laughs> Where are you going? Uh, we're taking a little ride down um, U.S. Seventeen along the coast to go. It's called the Bridge Tour with the Dragon Crew. We're going to do uh, a few of us uh, Irishmen wants loves bridges, so we're going to go all the way down, um, kind of cross over I forty, go down Seventeen all the way to the Georgia Flores line and then come back it's right. probably right right around a thousand what's the what's that one mile bridge in florida oh that's over in the keys you're not going that far never mind i already did that bridge earlier rico yeah I that, did was, that, 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 that was that was in february rico what that's a little that's a little while ago yeah yeah, yeah. all right let, let me see if i can tee this up a little nicer for you oh you it, want to talk about the this other top this is for a transition oh this is for a transition so john Yes, sir. Might you be taking a trip in the spring somewhere? Fun <laughs> and exciting. Yeah, Rich. I am. I am. I am. Um, we are taking a little ride. We're going to go down to, and there's been talking to Clubhouse, and you know, we follow MotoGP, and you know, you want to, you like the Ironman TT, and you're trying to talk me into it. So, Ironman. I decided, or I well, was decided. There's been chatter chat. That we're going to hit the MotoGP in Austin. Austin, baby. In April. In April. In April. So, so we're, so, yeah, we're so, tentatively working that out as a, let's not call it a mini meetup, but I'm trying to go if I can. But in April. We'll see. We'll see. A lot of things got to get settled between now and then. Yep. So that's, that, that is my uh, current plan. I know. Who is it? Um, well, Chad's going. He's kind of Chad, setting Chad's it all leading. up down there. Uh, I'm got the okay to go. I am probably going to ride. Oh, uh, down, and I'm going to hit some roads that I missed coming back from my West Coast trip. 
Bad boy. So go down there, go hook up and with Chad and head out to Austin. And also that weekend, what else is that weekend, Rich? The handbuilt show. Yes. It is. I figured I'd throw that in there before you call it hand builder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully we'll get if we get down there, we'll get to see our buddy Justin again. That is correct. He gets another invite, which we're sure he will. Yeah, we yeah, he I, I ha we can't say anything. We he might be working on something, he might not be. Mm. Skunk works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nice. What do you think, Hogan? You coming? We'll see. Austin? I'm not going to make any promises. Moto GP? Because when, when I do, it always goes up. You know what? We need a good, like, sport bike sound. You know what I mean? Like something we can play. Oh, I just happened to have that laying around. Sorry. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, so that's the plans, and we'll keep everyone posted. And event-wise, we don't have anything on the radar yet, except um, I am I'm actually finishing off some tentative plans for our summer meetup. So nothing to announce yet, but I have some good stuff. And Johnny John doesn't even know about it. I don't. I was curious on how that's coming. Do we have dates? Do not. I'm, I'm focused on the... I need to... Make sure Do we have the location? venue is available first, and then Do we have a location? We'll have a date. Is it one or two locations or three? <laughs> what roads are we hitting? He just can't can't help himself. Is it in mountains? Can't help himself. Is it in the mountains? How far we got to go? Well, we already said it's in the mountains of North Carolina, so that's already settled. Oh, that's right. It will be mountainous, and it will be in NC. Okay. Over a weekend. Okay. All right. Anything else, fellas? Mm. Any other events? Any other topics? Oh, wrenching. You want to talk a little bit about wrenching? Oh, yeah, yeah, wrenching. Yeah, you were working on Well, as I've talked. Stripping bolts or something. Stripped bolts in the past. My, my deuce, except for the last year, has been always dealer serviced. I just, I've always traded something I didn't have, which was time, for something I did have, which was money. So that the bike could be serviced and what free time I had, I could use for riding. So I still don't have a lot of time and I have a little less money than I had before. <laughs> so I'm working on the bike myself for a couple of reasons, you know, if economically, but also I want to learn more about the bike and it's an activity I can do with the kids without me having to leave the house. So if I take an afternoon and go ride the bike, then the kids are left out. So. I can wrench on the bike. The kids can help. It's also a family thing. And it's not, it's not gone without issues, I should say. Like when I did the first oil change, I had the bolt spin off on the filter. So the bolt that attaches it to the engine. So that was interesting. And every drain plug I've taken out of the bike seems like the O-rings have never, ever been replaced. Those bastards. I mean, there's just nothing left of them. It's, they might as well be a piece of thread. Hmm. And then there's like this white putty, probably putty all over that. it. I don't, yeah, it's probably on the spec sheet. I don't know, but I don't know what they sealed up with, but they're cleaned off and I replaced all the O-rings um, at each change. So that's, that's done. But so this weekend service was primary oil, 
want to change the primary oil, adjust the clutch while I was in there, and then change the transmission oil as well. So as I went to take off these stupid Torx bolts that are on the clutch cover, they stripped off, every single one of them. So they look like they were mostly stripped to begin with, and then the Torx bits that I have are not great, so they just rounded, they just turned round and round. So I got a, ordered up a new set of easy out bits, which I thought I had, but I couldn't find them anywhere. So, and those work pretty good. Just hit it with the, the little drill bit end and put the easy out on there and it screwed them right out. No problem. So now I've got new ones that I've ordered that are not Torx. They're Allen heads. They're polished, um, polished stainless steel and they should be here tomorrow. Sweet. And that's my project. And I, you know, I've, I haven't used an easy out in years, and I know some people don't like them, but I find that if you're going to use it, you can't really use the drill, like they say. You kind of have to drill it out, but then put the bit into it and then just use a wrench. So what I do is I hold it in there with the with the drill, but I'm not using the power part, and then I just put a wrench on the bit and turn it out, and I turned them all out pretty easily. So it worked well. And that's it for my service. I haven't touched the R6 yet. Still leaking oil, but I'm still riding it. Love it. What about you, John? Any wrenching? You have maintenance coming up, right? I have maintenance. Taking it to the shop. Off to the dealer. Off to the dealer. Going tomorrow morning. Very nice. For your big trip next weekend. Yeah, let the gotta get an oil change and then... Hopefully next year. I don't think it's going to be this year. Next, I got the next big one is going to be some uh, another big service. I think the coolant's got to be changed. Oh, and plugs got to be changed. Oh, come on, you can do that. I'll do it for a six pack. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll work. I'll think about that. <laughs> All right, Hogan. Any service or big trips coming up for you, and then we'll shut it down. Trips. I do want to ride back up to Asheville as soon as I can get a good couple of days so I can get there mm. and not freeze my butt off mm. getting there and back. Uh, I want to do that. The ride the the changing of the leaves up towards Asheville to suck that all in, absorb it, feel the fresh, cool air against my s- smooth, bald head. Well, at this point, aren't they pretty much gone? No, they're no? still no, there. No, they, they weren't. In fact, I thought I was going to see it coming across, and I really didn't. So what was that, a couple weeks ago? So, Rico, yeah, you might want to, this weekend might be. It should be getting good now, though. Getting yeah, really right good. Now, yeah. All right, get up there. Take us some pictures. I will. All right. Well, before we close, I would like to, again, thank the Riders of Loud Pipes for their continued support. And as another reminder, if you're interested in joining this little group and supporting the show, check out loudpipes.net slash donate. We are continuing to do the show Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern. Join us at loudpipes.net slash live if you want to take part in the chat room and mix it up with other riders and uh, us as well during the show. Uh, Follow us on the Mixler app. That's M-I-X-L-R. And you'll be notified the second we go live. Additional information from this sh- this episode, excuse me, including links, and I don't know if I have any images this week. Maybe I'll put one up there. 
Uh, that can be found on our website, loudpipes.net slash 140. We have links there to leave us some feedback. Subscribe to the show. And what else, John? Follow us. On social media. Something. Social media. Okay. <laughs> All right, Brother Hogan. Mm-hmm. Kick stands up. Let's do this, Brutus. All right. Spider Silk. Everyone be safe. All right. Thank you for listening please consider supporting the show we offer generous rewards for your contribution find more details at loudpipes.net forward slash donate